0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of In Slow Motion. I can't believe we're on episode seven already. I'm super excited uh, to move forward with this podcast and everything. Thank you to everyone who's listened so far. It means a lot to me. Uh, And again, I just love having a space where I can talk about shows and movies and just kind of rant about them. But this today I think is going to definitely be more of a rant. We're going to be talking about Thunder Force, Netflix new movie as of 2021. If you guys are here for the short version and you just want to know if it was good or not. I'm just going to write off the bat say that it was not good. It was terrible. It was the bad type of cheesy. It was cringy. The plot and like just everything was, it was just not well done. But we're going to get into more of the details uh, right now about why I think that. Thunder Force was directed by Ben Falcone um, and you probably have seen a lot of his other movies when I was looking it up I saw that the co-star of one of the, or this movie of Thunder Force Melissa McCarthy was in a lot of his other stuff so I was like oh they must be really great friends and then I was reading more and I found out that they're actually married so that makes a lot of sense they do a lot of movies together a lot of them which do involve comedy in this type of aspect again in my personal opinion i don't think that this was one of their best for sure i know like melissa herself she's a great actress she's a great comedian um we've seen her in a lot of other things but for me not only was this not necessarily my type of comedy but i just feel like the the comedic timing in it just was off and overall just wasn't really done well but go look him up you probably have seen or heard of some of his other movies as well so he's a great director overall and i i get we all get like a bad pick sometimes, I guess. But yeah, for I guess this was his in that sense. But he has some other great movies. So. You know, you guys can feel free to go look him up as well. So the as far as the cast, I do feel like there was a lot of just wasted talent in this movie. Again, we have Melissa McCarthy who plays Lydia. We have Octavia Spencer as Emily. So those two, you know, are their co-stars. We know these two names, you know. I feel like these are household names. They've been in plenty of other things, especially uh, Octavia Spencer. Like, she's a great actress. I've seen her in a lot of other stuff. Um, And you know, we know they can get the job done. I don't know. I want to know the reason by why actors decide to go with certain parts Uh, I know it could be many many different reasons, but when it's kind of stuff like this and you know, they've done Completely different things. I mean, maybe it's a change of pace. Maybe they thought it was gonna be different I know sometimes when you read it on paper and the final product can be completely different But I do kind of like wonder what's going on in people's heads when they do choose stuff like this, but Overall, we know they are great actresses. I just don't think this was their prime time. But we have a, a bunch of other people, a part of this movie. It was, I feel like on the, on the smaller side of cast, it wasn't like, you know, we had our certain characters and that was about it. But if you guys want to go look them up, definitely, you know, feel free to check them out. I, I, I've definitely seen some of these other people in other stuff. Again, we know they're great actresses and actors, but their performance in this wasn't necessarily the best so I wouldn't base it off of this I would definitely look them up and go check it out like and see what else they're in because again this performance it was just like everything that came out of their mouths just seemed just so stupid so (laughs) anyways oh and real quick I guess this episode will also be on the shorter side Uh, I feel like I've been doing that a little bit more recently with kind of just getting to the point and sharing my opinions Um, but if you guys do want longer ones again Let me know, I can do that as well. Maybe I'll kind of go back and forth. It really depends on the movie, and if I'm doing like a group of them at a time or just a singular one, when it's kind of like this, there's only so much I can really say about it in terms of like critiquing it in my way and just you know moving on. I mean, there's only so much I could say about it. I know it was the same way for the last movie, too, which was way different than this one, but again, as far as like storyline goes, these are on the is not complex you know there's not like all these little details we need to nitpick to for you to understand it it's pretty simple it's just more so is it worth watching or not so this one will probably be on the shorter side as well but I, i'll try to you know if you guys want some longer ones i'll make sure to do that in the future as well so thunder force is you know like i said it's supposed to be cheesy and i talked about this in my love and monsters episode um if you haven't heard that one definitely go check it out but over there i mentioned that some storylines you know they have been done before but it has its own kind of twist and good comedic timing. And, you know, in these cases, when it is following more of a comedic storyline, you know, some of that can be, it can be well done and it can stand out on its own way. But for Thunder Force, that definitely was not the case at all. It was, it was just simply cheesy, It was like so cheesy at times. Like it was just really cringy that they were trying to make it into this serious scene. And it just, it's just, it's not going to be that way. And it was just poorly written in my opinion. I had higher expectations, even from watching the trailer, like, okay, I could tell, oh, you know, we're going with this kind of movie. And again, Melissa McCarthy was in it. So I got it. But I was like, I've seen her other stuff. I've liked some of her other stuff. So this, maybe it's just the trailer. Like maybe we're going to get a little more, you know, maybe the trailer was only giving us so much. But I actually enjoyed the trailer more than I did the actual movie itself. Like five minutes in and we'll get into like the opening scene, but I was already over it. I could tell it wasn't going to be great. Um, And I just don't get why this stuff is made. Why make something that you know is going to get bad reviews? And I get that some stuff is judged off of, you know, opinions and that's why it might get the bad review. And I know that there's more that goes into behind the scenes when it comes to a movie. In certain certain situations but in this situation it just seemed like they threw something together pitched it to Netflix and they got you know they got lucky you know and they didn't really put the time into it to kind of develop a little bit just give us a little something more that could have made this stand out in some sort of way but if you haven't seen Thunder Force Thunder Force yeah it follows the story of two best friends who reunite in their middle ages to fight off the bad guys known as miscreants there was this cosmic blast that somehow only gave people with sociopathic personalities, the abilities to have superhuman uh, powers or do superhuman things. And yes, that's the background story. Somehow this blast happened to only the people, it happened to land in the hands of only the people of sociopaths. I don't know how that quite happened, but this was the best backup story they can come up with, which I thought was, and this is the thing, this was the opening scene for me That I thought was really, really stupid. So we, what they did was they gave us a little background of how you know the miscreants came to be, and then we spent a little bit more time in the past learning about you know the main characters when they were younger, how they became friends and all of that. But in terms of opening scenes, like like I said, five minutes in, I was like, oh gosh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. It's already starting out really like, again, cheesy. I'm probably going to keep using that word in this episode, but it was just really like. It didn't give me any anything really to go off on and be like, oh okay, that's kind of interesting. You know, yeah, it's kind of been done before, but this is a little different. Like, no, it was this hasn't been done before, but nobody, I don't think anybody wanted it to be done. <laughs> and again, same thing goes for my Love and Monsters uh, podcast. I mentioned the whole like apocalypse thing. We've seen that storyline done so many times, but I think it was just funny like the way it happened. Again, both of these are supposed to be comedies. And I definitely think I have a specific taste when it comes to comedies and comedic things. I It's not something I tend to watch, but I definitely think I'm picky about it when I do decide to watch it. And for me, like if I'm comparing these two movies, Thunder Force is exactly the type of comedy I don't like when it's done in that type of way. And then Love and Monsters is like this stupid type thing. And it also depends on the actors, actors and actresses and how they are able to get that character and that point of across do they have the right comedic timing to make it funny and love and monsters would be my type of thing to go for like i would probably be the only one dying laughing in the room because again that's my type of comedy and maybe some people find thunder force the same exact way but not only are we you know really looking at the comedy we're also looking at again the story writing and was it good enough to keep people who might not really be interested attention did it give us, you know, enough question for the who, how, and whys for us to, you know, as viewers, be interested in something like that? For me, again, this is my opinion, everybody can have different opinions, but for me, you know, Love and Monsters did that for me, but Thunder Forest definitely did not. I didn't need to know it was more so predictable, I could already tell where it was going. Um, there was no little twist at the end that that got me and I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Like, no, you saw everything coming before it happened. So these young ladies became friends, um, Emily and Lydia. So Emily again is played by Octavia Spencer and Lydia is played by Melissa McCarthy. And they became friends back in school after Emily's parents were killed by the miscreants. And obviously, you know, that's a tragic time for anybody. Uh, So after this, Emily kind of promised to pretty much get revenge and find out a way to fight back the miscreants and give the good guys a chance to have superpowers and be able to fight back because at this point and for years later because they don't uh you know they give us a little background this is when I guess they were in like high school or something and they stayed friends for a while but once that happened you know they they split their separate ways of course so they don't reunite until like their middle age pretty much I think 30 or 40 or something like that. I think they're in the 30s. Um, and so the world has literally been just tormented by these guys for years with no way to fight back, which is also interesting because you're telling me the government could have come up with anything to fight these guys back. We had to wait for one singular person who people didn't even know was working on a way to create superpowers for regular people and give it to them in order to fight back when Literally, people have been dying, things have been stolen, cities have been blasted up for over years of time. Nobody decided to do anything. Okay, sure, that makes sense. Um, so, and again, their friendship is kind of your typical one. Uh, Emily, she's your 4.0 plus student. You know, she was a genius. She gave up her childhood and dedicated that time to creating a formula that could give human superpowers. And then there's Lydia is your typical, you know, yin to the yang. She was the complete opposite from Emily. Uh, the the one who, you know, she was the messy one, the laid back one, the not the genius, uh, And they, but they were the perfect fit. But before they graduated, again, they had like a falling out and they didn't really meet back up until, you know, in their thirties when Lydia had heard that Emily finally did what she set out to do. So once, you know, in the future, Emily had finally opened up her, you know, lab slash business and became that successful scientific billionaire, Lydia, she found out about it and decided to go visit Emily. She she's always wanted to reconnect with her. She felt like, you know, they fell out over something stupid. Uh, And what's weird to me is, okay. so if you you guys tell me this, if there was, you know, villains who had all sorts of powers, I think one of them is like, okay, well, that's a whole nother thing. The villains, their powers, some of them are like, okay, really powerful, really cool. And the other ones are so stupid. I don't understand. There's ones that do involve like electricity. The other guy can like, I guess, kind of disintegrate people in a way, if I'm remembering correctly. But what two powers? So Emily, the scientist, she was coming up with ways to fight back. And she was working on two different formulas. What two powers would you guys choose if you had you know, the ability to make that decision. Emily decided to choose strength and invisibility. Um, strength I get, I guess, you know, I get that one, but why invisibility? Uh, I, I just feel like, and it's not even like there's invisibility with a little twist. Like, a lot of things might add a little something more to it because I feel like just being invisible doesn't really do you much good. Uh, and she, like, doesn't. She doesn't do anything the entire movie. All she has is a little taser and she never uses it either. So it was like really, really pointless. I don't understand that, but I'm just curious, like what would you guys choose to fight back? Like what do you think of the two most powerful superpowers are? Cause I don't know. I feel like this is just a strange duo uh, to put together. Anyway, so Lydia being Lydia, once uh, she finally you know, got to meet up with Emily, I think Emily stepped away for a second and she touched something she wasn't supposed to and boom, she got the super strength, obviously the better of the powers, even though she's the more reckless one. Whoa, who saw that coming? I didn't. <laughs> but uh, so Emily did plan on giving herself both powers. I will say that. So I guess together they would have been better But separately, it made absolutely no sense to me. Again, that's the way the writers decided to write it. Okay, you know, whatever. But I also want to say that I get Emily's need for revenge. But these ladies, and they even make jokes about it throughout the entire movie, how they're not in their prime time. And so I don't get why she decided to give herself the powers when she also like can't physically fight. Like Lydia's a little bit better at it. Again, she got the super strength and she's a little bit more wild. She doesn't mind fighting, but Emily would get like really nervous. She had, again, she had this little taser that she never even used. And when she did, she almost killed the person. But I don't get why she just didn't pick somebody else. Uh, somebody she could have trained up. Maybe somebody like, you know, a little bit more fit, younger that could have fought back the villains a little bit better. And I feel like the powers would have lasted longer. That's in my opinion. I also don't get that. But again, they even make jokes about it in the movie, so I guess I was just supposed to be another one of the comedic things about the movie. But, gonna, you know, try and waste time explaining the entire movie because I just <laughs> I don't want to. It's just not worth it. As you can already see so far, like it again, it's cheesy, it's just poorly written uh but of course you know in the end they stop the bad guys one of them almost dies and they realize the error in their ways and they learn some huge life lesson fall in love with one of the bad guys make a better connection with the daughter and they continue to protect the so-called you know the world from the so-called miscreants and that's pretty much how it ends so it's kind of typical um it's been done before so there's nothing really special that i need to like kind of talk through i feel like to convince you to watch the movie because i I'm trying to turn you the other way to be honest so yeah, that's pretty much like the entire movie so in terms of characters themselves i feel like they were supposed to be relatable in some way obviously to humanize them and bring the movie back to an overall deeper meaning but i feel like the surrounding storyline just didn't allow for that to happen like when it, it were when it was supposed to be in these deeper meanings it was just like all this other stuff going on it would either okay oh you know that's kind of cute the way they did that. And then all of a sudden it would just go back to being something stupid. So I feel like that for me, uh, it didn't really work in terms of character development. Not that there's a ton in this movie. I, I mean, I guess there is some going from, you know, when they were in high school all the way to the middle ages, like how they've changed and realized certain things, I guess. But it just wasn't, again, it wasn't done, not even, I don't even want to say in depth, but in like a mediocre level, like just a middle ground, it wasn't done well at all either. Normally, I like to mention um, one of my favorite scenes about a movie or something that I thought was really well done, but in this case, I think I'm actually going to share one of the worst scenes that literally made no sense. I was so confused. I was watching it with my mom, and it was funny because we're like, well, she was laughing at me because I was just so over it, and when I, like I talk during movies all the time, so she was just, she was having a great time. I'm glad she was, but there was this one scene that I just could not get over, guys. It literally literally made no sense. There was this villain with crab arms. That was his, I I don't, I don't know. To this day, I have no idea what his power was and I haven't even bothered looking it up, but he was literally was a pointless character. And there was this scene with, that he did with Melissa McCarthy who played Lydia um, and they were like trying to stop the bad guys. And I guess he was supposed to be the distraction. I have no idea, but I swear everyone wants to add a musical scene to a non-musical all the time but it always comes out as the weirdest thing ever and I guess I don't know if he got into her head mentally I don't know what was going on but it was this weird dance sequence the whole scene changed. they were dressed dressing these you know colorful outfits all these lights going around they were like floating in the air just seeing us it was so weird and it made no sense and they never talked about it later on in the movie or like gave any meaning behind it i was so confused it, it was so bad i was laughing so it was really bad guys and then but later on she like ends up falling in love with the crab guy like i don't but again i guess like he got into her head it's so strange but that in my opinion was a hundred percent the worst scene in the entire movie in terms of cinematography, there wasn't anything special in this movie that I really paid attention to. That could also be the fact that I was, again, so distracted by the storyline, but um, I will give it that the CGI wasn't terrible in terms of like the powers themselves. Uh, it really wasn't that bad, so that part uh, was pretty good. I would 100% not watch this movie again, even to complain about it with friends and laugh. I, I, th- I just think it's not worth my time to do so. Uh, you can find this movie on Netflix. There are It's not based off of any books or anything like that. It was an original movie by them. Uh, but yeah, my overall opinion of the the movie, I really think it just it simply just wasn't good. I feel like now that Marvel is so established, and I guess you know DC too, even though Marvel's better, <laughs> um, I just feel like superhero movies are honestly a miss most of the time and if it does not contain i don't know if it's if it's not within those two universes most of the time it's not going to do really well in my opinion just what i've seen i don't know it's i feel like it's really hard to make a, a good superhero movie that doesn't come out cheesy because when you think about it like the fact that we have this hero that saves the day like again that's something that we've seen countless and countless times like that has been so done but the fact that i guess dc and marvel mostly marvel <clears throat> stands out different is simply because they have there's so much so much more that goes into those movies into the storyline it's so much more than simply there's a bad guy let the heroes you know stop the bad guy saves the day like there's so much more that goes into those movies and the writing itself you can tell there was thought put into it and it is simply just it's great even if you didn't like superhero movies you could at least appreciate the writing for what it is and that they made it more intricate and interesting for us to watch. So I feel like when other people try to come up with superhero movies, they just always hit miss the mark on that one because it's not like a full on series. It's a new thing coming out and it's really going to be a hit or miss. But Netflix did just come out with another series called Jupiter's Legacy which has, it looks like it has the potential to be good. It's about superheroes. Uh, I don't, I watched the trailer a while ago, so I don't remember exactly the storyline of the show, but that's something I definitely would check out. The only one thing about it though, is that the costumes look so funny. I'm sorry, I don't know what it is. They just look kind of puffy. That's another thing, like, I guess, it obviously it's not like Marvel type production, so you're not gonna have the money to put into that or maybe the CGI to fix it but the costumes look, look really fake to me. It's really weird, but it seemed like a really serious show. So I was, my mind was like confusing. I don't know. It was, it was funny. <laughs> now that's pretty much all I have for you guys. I actually think it'd be really fun to do an episode picking out other superhero movies that are non-DC, non-Marvel to see like, how did they do as standalones? Cause I, are, I do feel like there are some movies out there that I've seen uh, that are good. I just can't think of some off the top of my head now. So that's some research I would have to do. I think that'd be a fun episode. Um, once this season is over, I will be, you know, working on writing the next one and it will come out towards the end of the summer. But in between, I, I do have a YouTube channel for this podcast as well. And I will be doing like live reaction videos. I might be getting together with friends and we talk about a certain show or movie. So I am going to do things in between. I won't just, you know, leave you guys high and dry. I will still be coming out with content, but I did want to take the time to sit down and develop, um, the podcast for you guys to, you know, just be better at season after season, you know? So, in next season, I really do hope to bring on some more guests. I think that would also be really fun just to have somebody else to talk to. So, you know, if you're getting annoyed with my voice, you know, <laughs> we have somebody else now just to conversate with. Because I am curious to see, like, when there is something that I really do love or really do hate, it would be nice to have somebody with opposite opinions and you guys can kind of, you know, we can compare and contrast and see, like, why we think that. Because it's fun And I think I mentioned this in my, you know, introduction that depending on your point of view in life and like how you're raised and what you're going through right then and there, we all view things differently. So it'd be fun to kind of talk to somebody who might have slightly different views and and try to figure out like why. Um, Again, I love, you know, the film industry. I think it's a great art. There's so much more that goes into it. And I really, again, love talking about it. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.